the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Terrific. I mean, truly fabulous. Absolutely wonderful. It's a little after 4 o'clock on a Friday. Kath, happy Friday to you. Is it too early? Never. I mean, it's very early. No. But it's probably not too early, because nope. it's such a nice day. It's excellent. Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. <laughs> Who's that guy? Somebody in the background. Is that that sounds guy? like John. It's kind of does. No, it sounds like that commercial we're running with the guys buzzed, right? <laughs> I don't think it's him. It's not the same guy. I think he only, hey, I, man. He only had one gig. I don't Let's think we're giving him another go. one. I just named him anyway. Listen, how about um, the word terrific, which I use a lot. Yep. I use it more than you do. <laughs> so, did you hear this? I did hear this. Uh, listening to a pastor say... Uh-huh. The terrific. I heard that pastor say that. Because I say it's terrific is obviously a, a good thing. Right. But the pastor says, no. Um, it originally started off just meaning a huge cataclysmic thing, like a terrific, terrible. Like a terrific storm. Yes. Right. So from the same root word is terrible. Terrific. How'd and now happen? somehow in the 19th century, it turned into, isn't that weird how language does that? Right. It goes from being like a bad thing to being a good thing. How, you'd think it would become like. An intermediate thing (laughs) in the interim. But it doesn't do that. It just flip-flops. So if ever there was a word that defined the ride home, it might be terrific. Because sometimes you go, (laughs) what the heck is going on with these coconuts? Uh Other times you go, that was pretty good. Right. It's It's terrific. It's a terrific day. It's it's sure to be a terrific day (laughs) on the ride home. Depending upon your definition of the word. Kath, uh, it is Friday. And so... um, I guess, you know, let's go right to the news. You think we should do that well, first? Because there's, we, there's so on. much on today's program. Holy smokes. Okay. We have a week in review. Mm-hmm. I was going to do a video today and put it up, and I forgot. Yeah. It's like someone saying I was going to give you a present, but I forgot. I was. It's the same kind of thing. No, I was. I was going to do a video. I was going to give you 100 bucks. Because we got week in review. Mm-hmm. We got this or that. Yep. A week in review at uh, 5.35. Mm-hmm. We have this or that coming up at 4.25. Mm-hmm. We have Doug Bursch live from Seattle, Washington in the yep. 5 o'clock hour. We have Frederica Matthews Green live from South Carolina in the 4 o'clock hour. With the, the likes. We have, oh, we have stuff we saw on Twitter this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about those weird twins. They're back in the news. What weird twins? You know the twins, the twin girls, Shandra the Robert identical. And no, no, no. What? No, the weird twin identical girls who married the t- twin identical oh. guy and then had the weird twin wedding and then had boys and everything. Okay. Anyway, there's an article in the New York Post about them too. Right. They're going to be in Shining Part 2. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, please, Kath, give us the top four at four. All righty. For Friday, March 4th, 2022, number one. A news channel in Russia, John, ended its final broadcast yesterday with staff walking off the set. The channel, known as Dodes, or TV Rain, is halting work after its website was blocked amid Russia's invasion of Ukraine. This is a quote from the channel's founder. 
quote, we need strength to understand how we can work from here. We really hope that we will return to broadcasting and continue. The statement was also posted on Twitter in Russian, the company's website also down. The telecommunications regulator claimed the TV rain was, quote, inciting extremism, abusing Russian citizens, causing mass disruption of public calm and safety and encouraging protests, according to BBC News, which shared videos of the staff walking away from the anchor desk at the end of their broadcast yesterday. Good gravy. Uh, Mikhail Zygar, who is the channel's founder, had earlier posted an open letter signed by more than a dozen journalists and artists critical of the war and calling for its end. It's from CBS. Number two. You think about, wait, I got to go back. You think how brave you have to be to do that? Oh. Do you wonder if that was us, if we'd have enough courage to do the right Wherewithal. thing to say that? Because you essentially have just blown up your life. And your family's life right. and everybody's life who knows you. Right. You're walking away from how many years you've built this thing yep. and then you just flush it away. Yeah. Because you believe in a cause greater than yourself. That much. Yeah. It's very brave. Very brave. Number two. The Supreme Court today reinstated the death penalty for the Boston Marathon bomber convicted in the 2013 attack that killed three people and left hundreds injured. The vote was six to three. Uh, the gentleman, who I'm not going to name, his guilt was not an issue, as you know. A three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit had upheld his conviction on 27 charges. Um, but last July, the judges agreed with his lawyers that the judge overseeing his 2015 trial did not adequately question potential jurors for bias in the case, which received massive publicity. Number three. John, you already know this one, but I'm going to tell you for all the people who don't know it, that after years of zooming through deep space, a presumed leftover piece of Chinese rocket slammed into the moon today. Just as space tracking experts expected it would, at least it should have hit the moon at around 7.30 a.m. this morning, as long as the law of gravity has not changed, according to The Verge. Um, the collision brings an end to the rocket's life in space and likely leaves a new fresh crater on the moon that I know makes you really mad. It does make me mad. I mean, all that space junk, Right. The only worst thing it would be is there'd be like a bunch of blue bags on the moon as well. Right, we're gonna. Well, maybe they took Seriously. a couple with them. It looks now the moon's gonna look like you know the side of the Parkway East. Okay, now here's the thing: when the Chinese were Chinese government was asked like, "What's the deal with your rocket crashing into the yeah. moon?" They were like, "It's not ours." Yeah. Nah. Uh, 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 uh. No, no, that rocket came back into the atmosphere. Good gravy! Didn't you see it? Yes. Number four, Kenny Pickett has small hands. I mean, what is the deal? How, it's just, how small are his hands? It's so, I mean, okay. He can whale a ball. Okay, his his right hand measured at eight and a half inches, which would be the smallest of any quarterback currently in NFL. If I hear one more thing about his hands, I'm going to lose. Anyway, that's your top four. Small hands, big heart. That's like, what they say. Okay, we watched the guy play football. I, do you know an NFL football, though, is bigger than a college football? Uh, I did not know. It's true. How much bigger? Uh, I don't know. It's like but a volleyball it is ball to a beach ball. No, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know. It's... Do you know how big your hand is? I, I measured last night. Tell me. Oh, did you? It's it's a little over eight. Okay. How do you measure? Where do you measure? Uh, from pinky this, to thumb. Right. Pinky yeah, to like thumb. your reach. Oh, let's get a ruler. I'd be kind of curious. Okay. How eight? Uh, it was like a little over eight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and Kenny Pickett's are eight and a half. Listen, I have like I have manly hands. I do too. I have very large hands. Also, yeah. I have been told my whole life, "Wow, you have man hands." Really? Uh huh. I have a puppet hand. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. I, I would say my hands are. are okay, average. so does Ed, is anybody in the NFL going to care? I mean, obviously, a lot of people who are in media care about it. It is 
I mean, he would have the smallest hands in the NFL. They're actually doing, like, I've seen charts come out of all the current NFL really? quarterbacks in descending order of the Good. size of their hands. Then let's hope his hands are so small he's available at the number 20 <laughs> position right. in the NHL right. draft. NFL uh, draft. Right. Uh, so let's get a ruler, okay, okay. during the break. and uh, Yeah, we're going to measure, we'll our, measure hands. our hands. Measure our hands. From now on, we're going to measure every guest's hands as well. That's right. It's going to be, are you greater than right. or less than Kenny Pickett? If there's like a divided, you know, sorry, I'm so sorry. Your hands are too small. Like to he be. thought when he won the ACC that like he was good to go. When he was nominated for the Heisman, when he got to go to New York City, he was, but no, now we're going to do hand measurements. Right. So for the rest of the poor guy's life, I know. he's going to be gonna like thinking about, about a small I mean, he's done well, except for, you know, the I know. size I, of I guess hands. it's not unprecedented. Did you, hear, did you hear he went to the mechanical a hand extension camp? What? Yeah, he actually was doing um, he, he was doing hand stretching exercises. Oh my gosh. Have you seen the memes? The memes are kind of funny. The memes are kind of funny. At his expense. See, poor guy. I, mean, I know. The heck. He's going to be a multi-jillionaire. Everything is a thing is a thing. And everything Wait, is a on. thing. The heck. Okay, we'll take a quick break. This is not a thing, although it is a thing. Frederica Matthews Green will be with us. We're going to talk about prayer, a very particular, beautiful prayer. That's next. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on the Ride Home. Stay with us. WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I'm your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. A very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Stoggerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero, Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate at windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Find them at the Pittsburgh Home Show going on now. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarrestpittsburgh.com. Windows are us. You've tried the 
Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. No. Frederica Matthews Green is with us. Frederica has been a regular guest on our show forever. I mean, for just many, 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 many years. She's an author of a book that we love called The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes the Heart to God. Her latest work is called Welcome to the Orthodox Church. And Frederica, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hi, John. Always good to be with you. You as well, Frederica. Frederica, these are such difficult times. Um, and I'm not trying to in any way equate the difficulty of watching a war happen to being involved in one. So I definitely, I think I recognize what our place is. But at the same time, those of us who long for some sort of resolution to this horrible conflict want to be able to do something. And yet it just seems like we're just helpless to watch it happen. And so John and I were talking about prayer earlier in the week, feeling like, you know, what, how does this even work? You know, we're, we're praying about something that's happening on the other side of the globe um, that's engineered by a man of incredible strength and power. So how do our prayers even work? And I saw something you posted on Facebook, and so we got in touch. Yes, yes, I'm glad you did. And I have to right away give the credit, not to myself, but to my son, who's a pastor, uh, Father Steve Matthews. And he said something at the end of a prayer service we were having for the situation in Ukraine that blew my mind. I don't know if you, if other people that have adult children have this happen, but sometimes they say things that are just astonishing. Yes. No, so I'd, I'd never thought of this before. So do you have the transcript, Frederica, of what, uh, what the prayer was or what your uh, son said? Yes, yes, I have it right here. We had just had a, a Orthodox service they called paraclesis, like paraclete. Mm-hmm. It means, you know, calling out for help, for support. And um, it wasn't part of the service. It was at the very end when he was speaking to us. And um, he said, he was saying that he wants us to go on praying um, and not doubt the effectiveness of prayer. And he began by saying, you have to remember, Jesus told us to love our enemies. Even, even very dangerous enemies, we protect ourselves, we fight back when necessary, but you also have to love them, and, and that's quite a challenge right there. But he went on to say, um, when we pray for other people, when we pray for our allies, when we pray for our enemies, when we pray for anyone, um, here's the quote, uh, Father Steve said, prayer is not something that we do merely to placate our own feelings, to quiet our own feelings. Prayer is not good vibes or happy thoughts. Prayer is electrifying through the cosmos and the spiritual realm, and it is terrifying to the demons. And then he went on to say, and if you find yourself doubting that, doubting that prayer at a time like this actually makes a difference, keep in mind that if those people who are half a world away, the evil actions that they're committing, 
if they're bringing darkness to your soul through anger, frustration, grief, worry, doubt, if they can have that effect on you half a world away, then you can have that effect on them half a world away by your prayers in the name of Christ their Lord. So he concluded by saying, let us pray, each of us, I mean it, every one of us on a daily basis, commit to prayer for the people of Ukraine, for the victims and for the perpetrators, for the church, for all those affected, that the Lord comes speedily. Isn't that incredible? I mean, that is so well said, and it's such an encouragement, Frederica, because as Kath said, we think that the actions of people on the other side of the globe are affecting all of us, right? Our anger, our fear, our outrage, all those different things that are going through all of our minds, our our, our sorrow, our mourning, Mm -hmm. the heartbreak of it all. Well, what can we do? Well, clearly, there's two sides here, right? It reverberates. There's an echo that turns itself around whenever those feelings come our way. We take those echoes in, pray, and then they can go out the other way. They can go out and be totally transformed and have a totally different effect. And, and I think there is some uh, mysterious genius in, in Jesus saying that we should do it, uh, thinking love toward our enemies. I think if they go back out with a sense of vengeance, um, then it just gets worse. Oh, it's the, there's a Jewish saying, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind. But if we can turn it around in the power of Jesus and we want the best, for the perpetrators, what is the best? It is conversion to the Lord Jesus Christ. It is repentance. It is change of life. It is doing everything that you can to bring about peace. You know, we can pray for that. We can pray for that in love for our enemies, because we know Jesus is the best thing that they could ever have. Transforming it inside of ourselves, inside our heart, like our heart is a crucible where the gold is melted down and, and purified. And we send that back out again, the ripples going all the way around the world and having an effect where they can be of the most effect. It, it is mind-blowing. Hmm, I was right. pretty proud of my son. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> Good job, Frederica. I was, I was impressed. Excellent. <laughs> I bet you were. That's Frederica Matthews-Green. She's the author of The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Tunes the Heart to God. And welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Uh, Frederica, it, John and I were talking yesterday um, as we were, you know, digesting all of this information that's coming in about a new uh, awareness that people are having when it comes to the Orthodox Church because of this conflict. Um, and I think, you know, any attention on the Orthodox Church is probably welcome um, because so little is known about it by, I think, the average person in America. So have you sensed that? Have you seen that on social media? I have not been following it closely. For the sake of my own prayer life, I I tend to keep back a few steps, and whatever filters through that people tell me, then I I ponder that. Um, I'm afraid it's having a negative effect. No. Oh, okay, go ahead. Why? Why do you say that? You know, there are different factors. I was going to say um, what what is being done by the, the state of Russia, by the nation of Russia, reflects badly on the Russian Orthodox Church. And there are Russian Orthodox voices speaking against the war, yes. but they tend to not be held, you know, heard. It's uh, people want very clear-cut, good guy, bad guy divisions, and 
but on the other hand, the Ukrainian Orthodox, it's really all the same faith. And in fact, Russian Orthodoxy began in Kiev. It began in the Ukraine and spread from there. It was Prince Vladimir of Kiev, who was the first to become an Orthodox Christian after a very, a, a very, very tumultuous and bloodthirsty life. And he took the gods of the, um, of the pagans and he whipped them and he threw them in the river. So that's, there's much to be proud of in Russian and Ukrainian Orthodoxy. And it's very tragic that they are that they are separated at this moment. Amen. So, Frederica, it's interesting that you you yourself are staying away from the discourse on social media or the news. Um, Is that a regular practice for you? Is this something that, you know, you do to preserve your peace? How does that work? Yes, yes, it is. And I'm I'm able to do this because I don't host a radio show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. I, I know that it's not possible for everyone, but decades ago, I heard a retreat leader say that she tried to she tried to fast from the media, and she said, um, it, it is not possible that you will fail to hear something you need to hear about, because it's so aggressive, it comes at you from every direction, it will slip under the door. I remember, it was long ago, but she said, I am not free to not know what Madonna is doing. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can update that to the day, you know, these, these things are going to get through to you one way or another. Right. But I don't, I don't read the news, I don't watch the news on TV, I don't go after it. On Facebook, I confess, I only look at, at my children's and my, my daughter's-in-law at their um, Facebook pages. So I get the pictures of the grandchildren. Mm. <laughs> but um, I, I have a more peaceful heart. And, you know, I pray a lot. I say 100 Jesus prayers in, in around noon and 200 in the middle of the night. And I have other times where I do my Bible reading. And um, I, I try to just hymn the, the day with prayer. As the saying is, like putting a hymn in a skirt, I hymn the day with with prayer and avoid the news as much as I can. But um, yeah, my we always said my husband is protecting me from the news. He will read the news and let me know when it's something I need to know. Okay, so so I do the same thing for my wife. I curate the news for my wife. She doesn't. She stays away. So uh, you know, I I leak her stories once in a while. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Well, it's it's a luxury that some of us can can have, and not everyone's able to do that. But. I'm so, positive it has helped with my prayer life. Yeah, so Frederica, let me ask you, this is a personal question, and if you can't answer it, that's totally fine, but, you know, I, John and I know you as a person of prayer, uh, and that's been consistently so for decades now, and so I'm wondering if in your prayer life over the last week since this um, since this situation has intensified, that do you sense anything different in your prayer life? Um, are you, do you have, I don't want to say, do you have any feelings? That's not what I'm going for, but do you sense anything of spiritual import? Tragedy, uh, just, just real tragedy. Anytime, of course, the brothers, it's like a civil war in a way. In fact, that, that's probably an argument the Russians would use is we've always been united to Ukraine. We're the same nation underneath. Um, when, when brothers kill brothers, it's a, it's a terrible thing, and, and the evil one laughs and delights in that. That's what he hopes we'll do, that allies will kill each other. 
Um, and, and the special gravity, it, because we are drawing close to the beginning of, of Lent, which is the big, big event every year for Orthodox Christians when we go into this challenging fast where we keep a vegan diet for eight weeks and we you know, pray more and we have more church services. Well, the, the Russian Orthodox and the Ukrainian Orthodox will be doing that side by side, right in step, saying the same prayers, singing the same hymns, and, and yet they are locked in this battle with each other. Um, so it's a, it's a perverse kind of um, thrill for the evil one, I think. Uh, killing is always a delight to him, but when it is those who are actually brothers, um, it is especially demonic, I yes. believe. Okay, so, Frederica, that leads us to then, uh, time is short, but I, I need to bring this up, that you, you've you joined us over the years, and you always talk about something which is going to happen this Sunday, which I find fascinating about the Orthodox faith and your church. Um, just in a short uh, short throw, tell us about Forgiveness Sunday. Yes, Forgiveness Sunday, this is, when I first heard of this, I thought, how that sounds so touchy-feely, you know. But it turns out it goes back to um, at, at, at least by the year 500, there's a record of it being done. What you do is that everybody in the church lines up in two rows facing each other, and you apologize to the person you're facing and say, please forgive me for any way I sinned against you. And then they say, I forgive you, and you forgive me for any way that my sins have hurt you. And then you each take a step to the right, and now you're facing a new person. And you do that again, over and over, until you have asked forgiveness from every other member of the congregation and given them forgiveness for their sins against you. It's a powerful thing, and it sure does. uh, It fuses the congregation together in love as we begin this challenging time of fasting together. When the uh, the circle has gone through, is there a moment of exultation? <laughs> Not expressed. Usually it's a quiet kind of thing, and we try to leave quietly. And um, But it's, un- it's unexpressibly tender. And there is there's an interior sense of exultation. <laughs> While this is going on, until the members of the choir get involved in the giving and receiving of, um, of forgiveness, the choir is singing the hymns of Easter, but very softly. So there is that, that repressed sense of exaltation as we take the first step into the challenging time of Lent. It is as, as if Easter is speaking to us from across, across the, the two months that it's going to take. Wonderful. Well, Frederica, thank you. You've given us so much beauty today to ponder on. I really appreciate it. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Frederica Matthews Green. Check out her two books, The Jesus Prayer, The Ancient Desert Prayer That Turns the Heart to God, and Welcome to the Orthodox Church, An Introduction to Eastern Christianity. Frederica. We'll take a quick break. It's our weekly feature straight ahead, This or That. That's next here on The Ride Home. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. 
MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings. Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. To serve as a ruling elder is a high and holy office. RPTS now offers five flexible online courses to help you shepherd the Church of God. The Ruling Elders Program features courses on biblical counseling, interpretation, worship, the church, care and administration, plus preaching at elective options that best fit your ministry paradigm. No papers, no exams, just solid biblical teaching from experienced pastor professors, individual and group rates available. RPTS, study under pastors. Learn more at rpts.edu. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99 and they've always got your battery solution get in the zone AutoZone. we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 word fm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey Cloudy for tonight, low 29. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine, a high 67. Saturday night, cloudy with a passing shower late, low 57. For Sunday, showers in the morning, otherwise cloudy and warm with a high 71. And Monday, periods of rain, heavy at times, high 53. Clouds and sunshine, Tuesday with a high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. time now for this or that you got two choices this one or that one i've got a list kath's got a list we go at it we've been doing this for a long time this or that kath here's your list oh okay wait can i, I getting comfortable up, there just gonna sit up straight all righty march madness mm. mask madness <laughs> i'll definitely choose march madness john all right yahtzee scrabble Yahtzee every time. Really? As much as I like words, yeah, there's you... something about the shake in the little cup. I love it. That surprises me. Poker. Bridge. Do you know I've never played bridge? Oh. I don't know anything about it. 
I mean, so I'd say poker because that, I'm speaking from ignorance. Flying a kite. Flying to Cleveland. Okay, flying a kite. Oh, so this, much fun. I feel like it's dumb. It's not dumb at all. I think it is. I think it might be dumb. I do. I think it might be dumb. So you go to Cleveland? Yeah. Oh I want to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've never mm-hmm. been there. Gas X, extra strength <laughs> gas relief. Yes. $4 for a gallon of gas. Oh. Um, gas X has to cost less than that. So I'm choosing Gas X, actually. Probably not for a gallon of gas. X. Well, I don't know, actually. The Tooth Fairy, your fairy godmother. Um... Can they be the same person? We don't really know, right? There's some mystery there. Uh, John, I'm going to say that I'm going to... I really... You know, I was upset about losing the Tooth Fairy when I was a child. When I found that my sister ruined it for me. I think I want to bring her back. The Beyonce Mass. (laughs) The Weird Al Yankovic Mass. (laughs) I I would like the Weird Al one. Just because (laughs) it's 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 hard to imagine what could happen. Going out to dinner. Cooking on a hot plate. I'll pick going out for dinner, John, for 500. Right. Fasting. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <laughs> That's another movie I've never seen. Never saw that. Is that that seems like a movie I should have seen. Or maybe I'm better off for not, not seeing. Uh, yeah. I think I'll choose fasting. Donating an organ. Wow. Playing the organ. <laughs> well, I, I'm probably not very good at either. But I can tell you that I would choose playing the organ. <laughs> Picking up roadside litter. Cleaning the litter box. Oh, my gosh. I'll choose cleaning the litter box because you know what? Mm. I've gotten really good at it. <laughs> Very good at it. The play Hamilton. The play Godspell. Oh. See, not... This or that? Well, of course I'm... I really dislike Godspell. I'm picking Hamilton. Okay. That's my this or that for this week. Thank you. All right, John. Yeah. It's such a beautiful day, isn't Lovely, it? Lovely. Fabulous. It's going to get even better. So I give you the It Feels Almost Like Spring Edition oh, of This I like or That. It. Very nice. Number one. Take a walk around Shenley Park or take a walk around Frick Park? Well, the bridge might. Well, the bridge has already fallen at Frick Park. It's not like there's in danger of it falling again. And it's kind of a tourist attraction. I'm going back to Frick Park. Okay, take some pictures of the yeah. devastation. Number two, ride your bike on the North Shore Trail. Yeah. Or ride your bike on the Montour Trail? Uh, the Montour Trail. Why? It's just uh, it's a little odder, a little more scenic in a way. Okay. Number three. Look at how I like... I, yeah, like, like, was you're quizzing. challenging me. I, it's not challenge this or that. It's just this or that. <laughs> a cannonball off the high dive or a chili dog at the concession stand? Oh. oh I like doing a cannonball. <laughs> Kaboom. Let's, we want to see it. If you're try. up for it, oh, I'm ready for try. it. Okay, great. Number four. Act in a film with Jeff Goldblum, John, mm. or act in a film with Michael Keaton? Oh, that's a rough one, huh? Both of them would be a high watermark. Mm-hmm. Hometown uh, heroes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with Batman. Okay. Michael Keaton. Number five. Yeah. Dinner al fresco at Tesaro's in Bloomfield. Yeah, that's nice. On a lovely night. Lo- mm-hmm. Like tomorrow, Many it's going to be 70 degrees. Or by the window at Minio's in oh. Squirrel Hill. Now I'm going outside. Give me Tesaro's. Are you? Give me that you- big blue cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. With the red skin potatoes on the side? Surely. Number six, learn to rollerblade or learn the butterfly? What's the butterfly? Swimming. Oh, swimming. I got a bad shoulder. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn to rollerblade. You could I, fall. I the butterfly was a dance that <laughs> I wanted. <laughs> what is happening? 
Number seven, bike to Washington, D.C.? Yeah, that'd be great. Or drive to California? Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, I'm going to California. Okay. Road trip. See, you like the idea of biking to D.C. Yeah, until yeah. I, right? Have you ever biked to D.C.? No. Okay. Number eight, ask Bill Peduto to help you get a Forest Hills bike lane. Because <laughs> he's good at that, oh, yeah. right? Or ask Doug Oster to help you plant a bulb. <laughs> Yeah, I'm hanging out with Doug Oster. Are you? You oh, don't yeah. want the bike lane? No, no. Give me the bulbs. Okay. Doug will give you beauty. Is it just because of Doug or is it because of the bulbs? I think it's just because of Doug. Yeah, I understand. Number nine. Okay. Choose the next quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers or choose the next bridge repair for the city of Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're both fraught, aren't they? They sure are. Because what if you screw up? Mm-hmm. Uh, I singularly get to choose. Choose the next quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, John, or choose the next bridge repair yeah. for the city of Pittsburgh. I'm choosing the quarterback. Are you? Bring it on. Can't wait to hear. Is it Kenny Pickett? Why not? Okay. Number 10. Available? Shopping for hats with Billy Porter <laughs> or shopping for shorts with John Fetterman? <laughs> <laughs> oh, heaven help us. Give me the hat. <laughs> 1.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Before Bamboo HR, (laughs) I feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stacked. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, (laughs) it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. For over 40 years, First Baptist Christian School of Butler has quietly offered parents one of the most affordable, high-quality Christian educations around. A complete education from pre-K through 12th grade with free busing, smaller classes, an extremely high teacher-student ratio, competitive athletics, and SAT scores well above the national average. Think an affordable Christian education is beyond your reach? Think again. First Baptist Christian School of Butler at butlerfbcs.com. You're not who you were 25 years ago. Your life's more complex. People change, families change, and the law changes. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. And a proper estate plan should keep up with those changes. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer, someone who's really good at making complex concepts sound so simple, so you can protect what's yours and to ensure that your will is done. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. Go to Mako.com for an online estimate today. 
Uh-oh, Brad's buzzed. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's starting with the woots. <laughs> Good thing is, he knows when he's buzzed. Know your buzzed warning signs? Call for a ride when it's time to go home. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. I do a lot of reading social media, especially of Twitter. It's just kind of like the go-to place. I don't know why. I, I, I enjoy it. It's interesting to me. You kind of curate your own crowd, right? People that are interesting from all different walks of life. You can find information out quickly, mm, knowing, yeah. of course, that you're risking getting bad information. But you just kind of have to, you have yeah, to know that that's what you're getting into. Right. But uh, one of the features, of course, on Twitter is that you can like something. And it's interesting, you know, as the week goes on, you like it, you read it, you read it, you like it, you like it. And then sometimes you kind of go back. Sometimes I, if I follow someone, I read what they like and I want to see how, you know, in sync we are or not. Right, right. right. So we've got a feature here. What are we calling this feature? We don't know what we're calling this feature. We've gone back and forth. Right. We're just saying it Twitter-like, yeah, I guess. And I've, we've got to come up with a better name right. than that. Hit the music, Chris. Thank you. Okay. Can you work on a better title for next week? Yeah, I will. Sure. Okay. Sounds like I'm like, going to go dig a hole or something. Could you? You have big hands. Oh, God. We'll talk about that later. All right. You want to go? Yeah. Nicholas Poole tweeted this. Looking at a message from the Ukraine Library Association concerning the cancellation of their forthcoming conference. This is what it says, John. Are you ready? Yeah. Ukrainian Library Association. We will reschedule just as soon as we have finished vanquishing our invaders. Ukrainian librarians... I salute you. Fabulous. James Allport, uh, I follow him. I don't know uh, who he is. He says, we'll be saying Psalm 31 aloud at Compline tonight, mm. as the chief rabbi of Ukraine has asked Christians to do. A tiny act of solidarity in mm. the dark. I love that. Blood and Vinegar tweeted this. This is something you follow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I give up. You win, Jesus. I'm oh. pro-life. Oh, that's really good. Excellent. I liked Dewey's tweet. Dewey says, adulthood is realizing you can have pancakes literally whenever you want. Because <laughs> how bad could that be? Yeah. This is a woman by the name of Kira Rudik, who is an MP in uh, Kiev. Mm. She said this, I spent most of the day checking on points of defense in Kiev. My resistance team is helping organize the supplies and patrol the city. The fun part is people did not expect MPs to stay in town. They thought we fled. No, we did not. We are here to fight together. Fabulous. DL Toots, who I follow, says, (laughs) Stevie Nicks casting a spell on Vladimir Putin was not on my 2022 (laughs) bingo card. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. And she's twirling around in a little dress. Doesn't she creep you out? Fleming Rutledge, an author that we both appreciate. You're in the middle of reading her books. She said, I was reading the story of the presentation today. This is the part of the Gospels where Mary and Joseph were bringing Jesus to the temple. And I realized that I am the same age that Anna, the prophetess, was, 84. Unlike Anna, I am no good at fasting and prayer. But like Simeon and Anna, I can die happy because I have seen the Lord. Hmm. That's really wonderful. Andrea Pitzer says, please, I beg you, ask yourself if you are really a nuclear power plant on fire expert before you commit to that tweet. (laughs) Rachel Renee Reeves says this, John, I'm 42 with three daughters 
And I truly wish someone would have lovingly told me in my younger years to have more kids and not listen to the prevailing culture that bemoans it. They are by far the best thing in this world. My greatest gift, job, and treasure. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, Millie Kim says, is it possible for a font to put you in a bad mood? (laughs) Jay Holland says this. I don't use Twitter much, but today is my son's bone marrow transplant day to cure his acute lymphoblastic leukemia. This has been an eight-year journey. The next hundred days are critical, and I'd really appreciate prayer for Elijah's full healing and a long, fruitful life. Fabulous. Trusting Jesus. Carl Vader says, are you a small church pastor who could use a break? I'll be in Des Moines, Iowa this Sunday, March 6th, and I'd love to preach for you. No cost, no strings attached. Respond in comments or DM me. And he got a gig. Did you see that? Of course he did. He got several gigs. Beth Moore tweeted this. Feel your feelings, but trust your gut. There in that deeper part of us, in the innermost being, the Holy Spirit will direct us. There we will most often get a sense of direction whether to resist or welcome an opportunity, withdraw or advance in relationship, or to say yes or no. Erica Piccioni says, my husband and I are celebrating 21 years of marriage today. This is such a grace, but especially given that my own own mom was married and divorced three times in as many years. Wow. How about that? This is We Rate Dogs, one of my Mm. favorite Twitter accounts, and it's a photograph of a basset hound. And it says, this is Rufus. Every time he has a good boy, he gets a new toy. As you can see, this happens often. Sigart, although we find many pointers to divinity, God so designed the world that his hands in its creation can never be proven beyond doubt. If that were not true, then free will and the beauty of faith would not exist. Mm -hmm. Free will and the beauty of faith? Mm -hmm. Eric Ortland tweeted this. Last night at church, I got interviewed. One question was, what is God teaching you recently? And I said, nothing really. I felt very far away from him for the past 18 months. I haven't engaged in unrepentant sin, and I know his heart toward me is unchanged, and I know it won't always be like this. But I felt very far away from him, and I don't know why, and I miss him like crazy. I think there's something in the Psalms about that. I was surprised by how many comments I've gotten saying thank you for that. I did not expect it to encourage somebody. Wow, something in the Psalms about that. Drew Dick says this, For decades... Putin has poisoned, imprisoned, and executed anyone who criticizes him. Now, from the safety of a warm palace, he orders young men to murder innocent civilians hundreds of miles away. And the truth is, he may never face earthly justice, but he will face God. Pyotr Zalewski tweeted this. It's a video of a Ukrainian footballer, Roman Yaramchuk, who came on as a substitute in Lisbon. In a soccer game. Did you see this video? Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It's fabulous. The entire place oh, just oh. erupts in support for him. He, he starts to cry. And he starts to cry. Yeah. Dana Newkirk says, that first spring breeze that hits your face is an exorcism. Huh. Alexandra Wimley tweeted, the Pittsburgh region's Ukrainian community gathered for a rally this evening near Gateway Station downtown to show support for Ukraine in the wake of the Russia invasion. And, you know, one of the girls, I'm going to show this to you. She's holding out a sign. It says, I want to see my grandma again. Mm-hmm. Taylor Marshall says, 
Today is the third day in Lent. Stay strong. Hold the line. Eyes on the king. Mm, Eyes on the king. Emily Bells tweeted this. I went to a Ukrainian evangelical church service today in Manhattan, and the back quarter of the church was full with members of a Korean church that the Ukrainians know. They all just showed up to be with them today. Beth Moore, she tweets, I cannot, for the life of me, seem to make time to go to the dry cleaners. I just put two sweaters I love in the washing machine and said out loud, God be with you. <laughs> oh, Doug Bursch, our good friend, he's going to be on the show later today. Yeah, he bit. tweeted this, I don't want to primarily unite with people around what we hate or despise. I want to facilitate communities of life and light. <laughs> Doug. Dwight Longnecker, father Don, uh, Dwight Longnecker, says, Ash Wednesday is always crowded and so many unfamiliar faces at church. What is it about Ash Wednesday's popularity? Is it the same thing as the annual rush to join the gym in January? Rod Dreher said this, It's breathtaking the extent to which in less than a week Putin has ruined Russia's standing in the world. As an Orthodox Christian who cares for and admires Russia and Russians, this grieves me. But outlaw warmonger Putin brought this disgrace and suffering onto his own nation. Hmm. Michelle Van Loon, Ash Wednesday is full of joy. The source of all sorrow is the illusion that of of ourselves we are anything but dust. Hmm. Dr. Michael Brown frequent guest on our show said this to be candid as a follower of jesus i don't relate to the often nasty political rhetoric at cpac anymore then i relate to similar democratic rhetoric where is it written that politics must be so demeaning and insulting is there no other way to get out a truthful message people are good colin dunlap weird feeling as i get ready for bed and i don't think i'm the only one i have no real connection to kiev or ukraine but for the past week about this time i'm like man I hope Kiev is still standing when I wake up. It's also bizarre and troubling. Here's the last one. Ray Ortland said this. We didn't realize how deeply we were longing to see some nobility in prominent leaders. We'd been so disappointed by both our major parties that our hearts were left more broken than we knew. Then a whole nation rises up in courageous magnificence, giving us all fresh heart. Fabulous. People are so interesting, aren't they? Deep, hilarious, funny, weird. That's what we like on Twitter this week. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Mirna from Guatemala, who fights every day just to keep her children fed. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week. COVID-19 has left the world's poorest families on the brink of starvation. Throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, the basics of food and access to clean water are a daily struggle. Living is really hard. I only get food when other people give me food. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you answer the desperate prayers of moms and kids. Your gift of $175 will provide food for a year and water for life for two suffering children. Just pennies a day gives food and water, hope and life. Please give life now. Call 855-828-4673, 855-828-4673, or click the red Give Life banner at wordfm.com. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. 
Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You will receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum contractor and James Hardy preferred contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Whose rule book do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rule book and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. So many of us have been longing for a way to do something that matters in the wake of the uh, Russian incursion into Ukraine. And we've spent a lot of time over the last couple of days talking about how prayer really does matter, right? Um, and we've gone to the scriptures. We went to people who followed Jesus and are praying and are talking about those sorts of things. And something came across my email today that I was very excited about because there is a prayer gathering coming up this Sunday to support our Ukrainian brothers and sisters right here in Pittsburgh. So Sunday afternoon at 2.30 in the afternoon, uh, Christians all over the city are meeting at St. Paul's Cathedral on Fifth Avenue in Oakland. Right, right in Oakland. Right in, in Oakland. Oakland. Yep. Right. So right at the corner of uh, North Dithridge, as so, I remember, and Fifth Avenue. That's the mother home of the Catholic Diocese. It right? is. It's a gigantic church. Right. But this is sponsored by all sorts of people. And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to bring up the email right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am able to bring up the email. I'm happy to say. Uh, it's sponsored by uh, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, 3rd Episcopal District, um, the Bruderhof, uh, the Byzantine Catholic um Diocese, the Catholic Charities of the Diocese of Pittsburgh, the Catholic Diocese of Pittsburgh, Christian Associates of Southwestern PA, the Episcopal Diocese of Pittsburgh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, um, the Greater Pittsburgh Rabbinical Association, Islamic Relief USA, Jewish Community Center, the Center for Loving Kindness, the Jewish Federation of Greater Pittsburgh, the North American Lutheran Church. I'm reading all these so that you kind of get an idea of the ecumenical sense of that. Yeah. Uh, the Pennsylvania Interfaith Impact Network, the Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, the Pittsburgh Presbytery, the Salvation Army, the Turkish Cultural Center of Pittsburgh, the Ukrainian Catholic Church, St. Jehoshaphat Eparchy, Ukrainian Orthodox Church of the USA. That's cool. 2.30 2:30 Sunday. 2.30 on Sunday. St. Paul's. Up. 
so in solidarity with the Pittsburgh area Ukrainian community. I don't. I mean, there have been you know interfaith services before, but nothing I believe like this. It's really interesting. I'm sure it's going to be beautiful. A prayer gathering for peace. WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart TuneIn and Odyssey With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Biden sharing the latest monthly jobs numbers. The president says the creation of 678,000 jobs in February is evidence that his plan to rebuild the economy is working. Over the course of my presidency, our economy has now created 7.4 million jobs. But he acknowledges that inflation remains a problem. I understand our top priority must be getting prices under control. In a hopeful sign, the latest jobs data suggests that COVID-19 is losing its grip on the economy. Greg Clugston, Washington. The Supreme Court reinstating the death sentence for Boston Marathon bomber Jahar Zanayev. The justices agreeing with the Biden administration's arguments that a federal appeals court was wrong to throw out the sentence of death a jury had imposed on Zanayev for his role in the marathon bombing. This is SRN News. Before Bamboo HR... (laughs) feel like crying just thinking about it. We were still handling everything via paper, and we literally had paper stack. It was all in spreadsheets and, like, folders. From the moment I started using it, I felt calmer. As soon as we started using the Bamboo, like, onboarding checklist, I mean, <laughs> it was extremely easy. Headcount, turnover, uh, years of service. Like, there's just so many different reports that I use at different points in time. I'm, like, totally set free to focus on the people, to focus on development, to focus on team dynamics. It's freeing me up to do more of the stuff that actually matters in HR, which is interacting with people, learning from them, and then building stuff for them. Everything is in this one place. I can't even imagine what it would be like without Bamboo HR. We're Bamboo HR, and we'd love to set you free to do great work. Come try our award-winning all-in-one HR software for free with no strings attached. Visit BambooHR.com slash HR for this free trial offer. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Radio Listener Square, and use promo code WORD. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. When it matters, companies need more than just a delivery service. CentOS delivers full service and the reliability that comes with having a dedicated CentOS service rep who understands your business, which means they deliver confidence and peace of mind, too. For uniforms, 
cleaning essentials, mats, first aid and safety supplies, and fire protection services, discover the personal attention you get with Cintas. Oh, I'm ready! Visit Cintas.com and get ready for the workday. Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Cloudy for tonight, low 29. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine, a high 67. Saturday night, cloudy with a passing shower late, low 57. For Sunday, showers in the morning. Otherwise, cloudy and warm with a high 71. And Monday, periods of rain, heavy at times, high 53. Clouds and sunshine Tuesday with a high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along. Happy that you are with us, the Friday edition of The Ride Home, mm-hmm. Kathy. Very good. So, you know, as the, the war rages on in Ukraine, and uh, you know, I think everybody has their own, their own, what, reading habits or viewing habits about this. Because this How is they're where keeping we are. up with things? Yeah. I was interesting. We were talking with our guest Frederica during the four o'clock hour. She said she's essentially she lives in a news blackout that she has no desire to follow the, the news. Which you could understand that, right? It keeps you sane in many ways. Some people are hanging on every broadcast, every sentence of every news article, every cable news uh, broadcast, all that. It just kind of runs the gamut. And there are so many stories, of course, and every last one of them is brutally heartbreaking. There's a piece here today, though, to preface this, which is a mix of all those things, because there apparently are expectant mothers in Kiev who, you know, they're... The birth of the baby is imminent, coming in, you know, hours or days or perhaps in, you know, the week or so. And the word is essentially that these mothers, instead of trying to flee like more than a million people have already done, instead are going underground to hospitals that are set up in some places in bomb shelters where the in subway stations and, you know, converted into bomb shelters any place where there are, is medical attention available underground, hundreds and hundreds of women are giving birth, which is shocking to think how that must work. And especially, you know, the idea of plugging in monitors and any sort of, you know, medicine and IVs and whatnot, mostly not available for these mothers. That would be so unbelievably scary. Can you imagine? No, no. So for these expecting mothers in Kiev, night is passed in a maternity ward bunker, and it just details one story after another. And, of course, the doctors as well. There's a doctor whose husband has joined her in the bunker underneath along with their cat, Richard. And, you know, one mother after another. One one mother and father said, we gave birth to our child. We, we optimistically are calling her Victoria. Mm. 
to think about oh you know what gosh. will come in these days ahead. So for all of us, as you think about all these individual stories and all the people, the old people, the little babies, and, and now the newborns or babies in utero, another reason to pray and to pray deeply about what's happening in Ukraine. Seriously, I, giving birth for me was very difficult. <laughs> It was very, I just cannot imagine. I cannot imagine a circumstance like that. I can't, I cannot get my head around that. And it's so complex too. I mean, and of course not having given birth, but you know, my watching my wife, there's something that's physical about this, spiritual of course, but it's also a psychological delivery as Big well. Big time. So imagine oh, yeah. the psychological I, yeah. impetus of right. the fear or whatever you're going through. Right. So I'm sure some women are holding on to their babies longer right. or trying to give birth quicker so they can move to some level of safety. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, just God be with us and bring us peace because the, the suffering and it, this may go on for who knows how long. The uncertainty is just really what's just so brutal, isn't it? It's so brutal. What does this man want? What is the end goal? And, of course, at what cost will be extracted because of this man's desires? It's hard to believe, isn't it, when you step back and look? This might sound prosaic, but I'm just going to say it. It's hard to believe that any one person has this much power. I know it's the case. I know, obviously, I read history. History is littered with people who had power like this and did these sorts of things. So it's not like Putin's the first person. But it is unusual in in this modern world. Especially in this modern world when so much time over so many decades was devoted to, you know, establishing trust between nations. And to think of how that was just completely decimated. Right. In, you know, in particularly in one week's time. Now, it had, this had been coming for a long time and trust was eroding, but this was, you know, obviously the last straw. Right. And of course, billions and billions of us. I've got a friend who says, you know, I'm not really impacted by this. This doesn't really mean anything to me because, you know, I don't feel any repercussions of this. Well, that's what? false. Right. Because we're all going to feel repercussions of this in many, many ways. I mean, the simplest, the easiest thing to do is go fill your tank up. Right. I mean, there's, Case study 1A right there. And, of course, many other things are going to come from this. I'm grateful, as you talked about, Kath, at the end of the 4 o'clock hour, that people are gathering, right? Mm -hmm. Jews, Christians, Muslims gathering together to understand the nature and the power of prayer in our lives. If anything is the silver lining in all this, I believe that's what it will be, that hopefully it will drive people who have faith in God, especially believers in Jesus Christ, to our knees on a daily, perhaps hourly basis Mm -hmm. to pray for peace in this world. I've been thinking so much in the last several days of our friend Jason Sharon, who's a monthly guest on our show. Uh, he was profiled on the front page of the Post-Gazette a couple days ago because he took a um, a man from his congregation, the um, Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Holy Trinity, uh, because the man had uh, agreed to adopt a nine-year-old girl from Ukraine before the war broke out. And uh, even though the war broke out, the man said, I made a promise, I have to do it. And so Jason got on a plane with him, flew to Helsinki, then into Poland, and they walked across the border into Poland to meet this nine-year-old girl. But the surprise was when the girl got out of a van in the middle of who knows where, 
there were 21 other orphans with her with nowhere to go. And so Jason and this man now are with 22 kids. I don't know where. They went into the Czech Republic. That's the last thing we heard. And they were thinking that they were going to bring, to try, to attempt to bring the kids to the U.S. under temporary visas, but it sounded like that was going to be a difficult thing. So the next thing that article said is they thought they perhaps would stay in Lithuania. We have no idea. I don't know where Jason is, but man, I've thought a lot about him this week, prayed a lot for him and for all those kids. Right. Uh, The funny thing is, you know, Jason and I, we're, we're friends. I texted him. There's nothing back yet. So wherever he is... There's no no connection to the to this world yet. Yeah. So pray for Father Sharon, for all those people, of course. Just to, and that's pray, one. That's the pray, story pray, that we pray, know pray, because pray. it's closest to us. Yes. There are a hundred thousand stories like oh, that, or gracious. more. Are there ever? Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Um, Doug Burse is with us in a few minutes. Yeah. Finding Jesus in the stormy seas of life. That sounds like a good subject. Right. <laughs> it goes on and on. It's the ride home. We're Pittsburgh's Christian Talk, one hundred one point five Word FM, W O R D. Hey, it's dinner time, and wouldn't it be great to go to a local fish fry that has fabulous fish? Mm. Might I recommend the Springhouse? Marsh, you got it going on, don't you? We do. We have had such a wonderfully busy day. And our fish is so yummy, so non-fishy. It's a a big, like, six to eight-ounce filet, and we do the whole filet for a serving. And then we make it on big, giant buns that we make fresh every morning. And you can have, you know, whatever you want on it. And then we have all kinds of great sides to go with it, macaroni and cheese, um, cabbage rolls, cabbage and noodles, we did some um, baby broccoli today, steamed with um, color, or with um, garlic and butter. So it's a different menu every day, but we try to have those standard pierogies and macaroni and cheese and cabbage and noodles and those kind of things. It goes so great with fish. But this is a really fun time of year because um, people like to come here to get their fresh fish. And we do a baked fish, too, with a lemon butter. And... Um, you can take it home with you. A lot of people have been picking up fish to take home. And I'm sure you guys know, like, the cost of fish because it comes out of the region where the conflict is right now, that it has affected the cost of fish. But we just raised ours. Just We, we held it as tight as we could, raised it just a little bit, and we looked at those big fish sandwiches today, and all the women that work in the store were like, it's definitely worth that price. So we feel good about it. Outstanding. <laughs> what, what time, Marsh, can people still stop by for fish? Sure. So every Friday about 11 o'clock till about 6.30 or 7 o'clock. We close around 7. So um, they'll definitely be frying till 6.30. Yeah. Outstanding. Sounds delicious. Yeah, Springhouse. Fish that's not fishy. Head on down to the Springhouse now. Mm, thanks, Marsh. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. No. New. new music. I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. New from Love and the Outcome. I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. Dope and so good. Good, good, good. So good. And Guardian from Pittsburgh's own Carla Bianco. New music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend. Is something missing in your life? There might just be an empty space that only Jesus Christ can fill. Join us for what God is doing at First Presbyterian Church at Pittsburgh, 326th Avenue, downtown. By the way, getting here for Sunday worship at 1045 isn't so hard. Parking is available at the Mellon Square Garage or the garages on Oliver Avenue behind the church. Come for worship, then stay and get to know downtown. 
God has blessed us to bless this great city. Train up a child in the way they should go. Well, you know the rest. It's a calling you take very seriously as a Christian parent. And Trinity Christian School in Forest Hills seeks to honor your commitment by working together with parents to prepare students who are academically sound and spiritually ready to take their place in the world through a classical approach to education that helps build a faith from which they will never depart. Trinity Christian School, one of the top K-12 schools in Allegheny County at trinitychristian.net. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Doug Bursch is back with us. Doug's a regular guest on our show. He is a co-pastor of Evergreen Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. And uh, he's got a brand new book about uh, that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes. It's called Posting Peace, Why Social Media Divides Us and What We Can Do About It. Doug, friend, welcome back. Hey, guys. Can you hear me okay? Oh, yeah. Sure can. It's okay. Right, right on, um, wait, hold on. Streaming live on YouTube at uh, The Word Pittsburgh if you want to see Doug's mug, mm-hmm. which is up here on Zoom. Yeah, you guys are incredibly interesting during the commercial breaks. Uh, so good to be back on uh, the Kathy and Mansplainer show. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you recognize that, Doug. Thank you. <laughs> That's sweet. Love it so much. Uh, Doug, what the heck? It, it's, I mean, it, we're so fortunate to be able to laugh in moments like this when, you know, it seems like the world is falling apart and there's a catastrophe uh, around every corner on the other side of the globe. Um, how do you get your head around that, especially as a pastor when you're leading a congregation? Well, the reality is, and not to make light of trauma, but terrible things are happening all the time and have been uh, since uh, the creation, I guess, or since the fall. Uh, I've been reading through uh, Jesus walking on water. Like That's in three different uh, areas in the Bible. It's in Matthew and Mark and John. And I don't know if it's even titled the right thing. In, In your Bibles, it's titled Jesus walks on water. But I think it might should be titled uh, "Jesus Terrifies His Disciples," uh, because if you <laughs> they look considered at the story, they considered that subtitle, and then it was it, before it went to print, they thought that might not be the best way to talk about. Well, it. what what hits me about this story is okay. In all those stories, Jesus had has fed five thousand men, probably ten thousand people before he sends the disciples off on this boat, and then in the middle of the night, they're struggling in the waters. They're in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and Jesus walks out to them, but Jesus doesn't just get in the boat. And in fact, in Mark, it says Jesus was about to pass them by, which I think is just kind of hilarious. So they're struggling in the boat, and it says Jesus was just about to pass them by, but then they see him, and they think there's a ghost. And there's so many questions that come up to me with this. One is the ghost part. Have you guys ever thought of that? What kind of ghost do you think they thought they were going to see? Like, yeah. what, what What kind of ghost? Do you have any ideas? No. I mean, was... <laughs> I can't imagine what Jesus looked like. Perhaps that, you know, the time of day and the radiance of Jesus, the, the, you know, the... But he was the, just, he was a dude also, right? He was, I'm sure the lighting had to be different. Well, here's the thing, though. They don't know it's Jesus because Jesus says, you know, it is I. So they just see this thing out in the water. Now, most of these guys are fishermen. Yeah. And so what I believe is uh, in that time, most people thought ghosts only came about if they had died of traumatic mm. circumstances. Mm. Okay. And so they're fishermen. So what do they probably think? It's a dead fisherman. This is a, 
Right. This is a fisherman who died in a storm like this, who now is either here to haunt us or welcome us to our death. You know, you're seeing okay. him before you pass over. So Jesus stays out there. He doesn't get in the boat. In fact, even with Peter walking out to him, he just stays out in the water. And then he has this conversation with them. And the question to me is like, why does he do that? Why does he not just get in the boat? Or why does he and just I, walk on by? I don't understand that. What's that look well, like? Well, that as well. Right. He's just, is he really going out to meet them? It's not just, hey, I'm going to meet him halfway through the lake here. It's I'm going to do something to test their faith. Now, he's just fed people and provided for their basic needs. Now he's walking by them. And I think he knows that they're going to see him as a ghost, as some sort of specter. Mm-hmm. And he's just out there. And they become incredibly frightened. And then we have all this, you know, where Peter comes out in the water and then he begins to sink. And But Jesus rebukes them for their lack of faith. So what is he rebuking them for? Is he rebuking them for the fact that they didn't believe that they get to the other side or that the storms wouldn't calm down? Is that really the issue? And I don't think that's the issue, which we often preach. I think the issue is this. They're afraid of death. There's a storm happening. And they're afraid to die. And they're just as afraid as anyone else who's never been with Jesus. And Jesus is not there to calm the storm and not there to get them to the other side. But there's this bigger picture. He's just fed them their basic food provision. And when he gets to the other side of the lake, he says to people, you know, you're just following me because you want bread and you want fish and you want food. He says, what I've come to give you is not something to feed your flesh. I've come to give you me, my body, which will give you eternal life. In John 6, he says it very clearly. I've come to give you eternal life. Those who believe in me and the one who sent me have eternal life. And what he's challenging in the disciples, and I want to challenge this with our listeners, is so many of our prayers are about calm the waters, Mm -hmm. uh, feed me, shelter me, stop the war. And these are good prayers. They're not bad prayers. We, We... Jesus answers these prayers, but Jesus is getting at something bigger. This life is temporary. We're all going to die. We're all going to meet that storm that we don't survive. And the reality is, are we going to live like the world where we're frightened and scared of our demise and living for the moment? Are we truly going to believe that we have a Savior that has given us words for eternal life, that nothing will separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? See, I think that picture is not about calming the storm. It's Jesus is looking at them and saying, do you get it? This isn't about feeding and clothing you. This is about eternal life. And you're still afraid of dying. And you're still afraid of what everyone else is. And and I want you to understand that it isn't about this life but the life to come. And I think that's important during times like these because we we pray for peace and we pray for deliverance and we pray for bread and food. These are good things to pray for, but this life is temporary. We've come into this faith believing that whoever believes in Christ Jesus, they shall never die, but have eternal life. And that's what I focus in on in times like this because my peace cannot come from the war ending. I want it to end But my peace can't come from that. There's been thousands, hundreds of thousands of Christians, maybe millions over history who've died during wars. But they did not die. They live eternally. And we must believe in that during times like this. So that's encouraged my heart Mm -hmm. because it seems like Jesus is doing something far bigger than, you know, trust me, I'll be in the boat. Trust me that the storms will, you know, subside. He's just saying, are you going to fear what everyone else fears? Mm. When you're on the waters, you don't have to be afraid. Mm. When the storm is raging, you don't have to be fr- afraid. In fact, I can walk by you. 
In fact, for those disciples, they could have all perished there. Don't worry, they're moving on to eternal life. I'll raise up another 12. Jesus is saying something far more profound than what most of our American Christianity says, which is follow Jesus so you can have a good marriage, you can have kids, you can have a nice house, you know, security, peace, health. It's deeper than that. So, you know, I'm in preaching mode today, but that's what's been on my heart. That's good. And I want to encourage people so with that. I'm not, I'm not, we should pray. I pray for peace. I'm contending and praying, but our peace cannot rest on whether the storms subside and we don't have to be afraid. There's no ghost to torment us. Hmm. There's no fear in death. Death has been defeated. We can have peace in the midst of the storm. That is so good. Don't be afraid. At the same time, Doug, I think about those, and you know, as a parent, right, you think the same thing. If we're all stuck together and hell is falling down upon us, there's also a mourning, I think, for our children that they won't get to experience the things that we've experienced. Oh, of course. And sin should break our heart. It, it should devastate us that humans are, who were made in the image of God are living in rebellion to their created purpose. Uh, but I know that I found God when I was at my worst. When I was sick, I have this in my book, Posting Peace. My testimony is in there. I was sick. I wasn't getting better. I had no hope for a future of getting better. And I found the peace of God in the midst of my sickness. Now, I got better, but that's not the testimony. The testimony is Jesus was there when I had nothing. Mm-hmm. And the Lord showed me that I don't have to be afraid of what other people are afraid of. And I don't also have to build some important life to be important to God, that God is with me. And our kids need to learn that I mourn for the life that our kids are in right now, but they still have everlasting life in Jesus. They still have joy abundantly in Jesus. And if ever there was a season to make room for the eternal, it would be in this season to talk with our kids, our family members, our friends about what life is really about. Because you know, you can have a great life, but you're going to have a last breath. And none of that's going to carry into the next life. So I believe we contend for hope and healing and restoration and justice. But we also recognize that this isn't our home. And nothing can separate us from the assurance that we have in Jesus or our children from the assurance that God is good and nothing can separate us from his goodness. Wow. That's so good, Doug. Gosh, that is soup. That is so encouraging. And especially when it seems like... It seems like so many things contend for our attention, and when we give our attention to them, we become more afraid than ever. Yeah, and people mobilize our fear, and sadly, that's what politics do. Yes. Uh, That's sadly what pundits do. I know you guys don't do this. You try to bring peace to people as you deal with real issues and topics. But anybody who's trying to take your fear and, and, and use it to mobilize you in a direction that's motivated by fear, right. these are times when we turn to Jesus. And, and I just want to encourage, I know there's probably some people listening around here afraid of nuclear war, and these are real concerns. But this life is temporary, and nothing can separate us from Jesus. That is the story of Christianity. It's the story of... I, I think of my my grandparents, they lost babies and they had children that they lost at birth and they still said, Jesus is good. Mm -hmm. That there's something where God can give us a peace even when tragedies occur. Is it good that children die? No. Is it good that wars happen? No. But there is a real bread 
Christ is present now to consume him in these moments that we can, he says, eat my body and drink my blood. And that sounds cannibalistic, but Jesus is saying, I have enough for you in this season. And even if everything's falling apart around us, everything that's built upon Jesus will last and remain. All of you know, some of the times you came closest to God were during trials, where when you were sick, when you faced heartache, when it didn't work out. Some of you, that's your testimony. Collectively, we're a part of that testimony right now. We don't want this to happen, but we can unite about something bigger than our flesh. We can make room for the Spirit of the Lord. That's really good. Doug, um, years ago, I made a mistake. I was a father mistake. I was watching a movie with my kids, and it was a really old movie. And I regret this as soon as I said it. It was like a black and white film. And you know, I was just being glib. I know it's hard to believe. And I, and I said, <laughs> I said out loud, Everybody in that movie is now dead. And so it, it struck a nerve in one of my kids' uh, head. And so and he was how old at the time? He was probably nine. So every time we're watching something, he would say to me, Dad, everybody in that movie's dead, right? And I was like, but I, you know, it is temporary. You watch a thing and you think, we're just here for a heartbeat. I mean, you see, you know, Clark Gable or, you know, Grace Kelly on the screen and you think, in their prime, how incredibly beautiful, you know, how strong and lithe and all that. But they're dead. Here we've just come through Ash Wednesday. We are to dust and bone. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that hits me is like, I don't like things I can't understand and I can't understand death and I can't understand eternity. And those things actually frighten me. So I say we don't have to fear death, but at some level I'm frightened because it's unknown. And this is the great thing that Jesus said, I'll never leave you as orphans. So he has eternal life for us today. In this now, he can have a peace that passes understanding. And I want to encourage those of you who it does frighten you, death and eternity and things you can't understand, that it's okay to be, God doesn't judge you for that. But he has something in faith where you can you can grab a hold of him now in the storm, that that storm will not keep you from finding the presence of God. Because uh, I, I know we can all tell you, everybody dies and what's the meaning? And you, you can feel pretty hopeless in that. But right. Jesus said we can rejoice with those who rejoice. We can mourn with those who mourn. And that we can celebrate everlasting life in this moment, in this eternal now. So find Jesus in this moment. Find his hope. Find his peace, his restoration. Pray with one another. You know, like the things you said in the segment before that, pray without ceasing. Not just for peace, because if you just pray for peace, that's not enough. Pray for presence. Say, Lord, mm-hmm. I pray for your peace, but I welcome your presence. And mm-hmm. if you welcome the resurrected presence of Christ, you won't be alone, regardless if there's war or peace on the horizon. Oh, and that's, that's the real gospel, isn't it? it is. And that's his name, Emmanuel, God with us. Yeah. Amen. Doug Burr, good to see you. Writer. Hey, wait, before you leave, talk to us about posting peace, why social media divides us. Give yourself a plug. I've wrote some books. You can go to fairlyspiritual.org and see them. I just want you guys to have Fairly them. spiritual. Very nice. It's very kind of you, Doug. Thank you so much. All right. Doug Burr. Thank you, Doug. Love you guys. Love, Love you. you too. From Foursquare Church in Auburn, Washington. Take a quick break. Come back. What is ahead? Oh, cutting your departure time at the airport. There's an active bravery there. Listen, John's cutting it too close. I'm saying right now it's a mistake. Why doing it right? Roofing, siding, remodeling? It's simple. It's in their name. Doing it right uses only top quality materials and employs only experienced installation and management people to install and oversee your project. Family owned and operated for 38 years and with over 45 years of industry experience, you can be confident that your project will be installed the correct way. 
Doing it right does business honestly, taking no money down and collecting balance upon completion. You'll receive a lifetime labor warranty from Doing It Right. Doing It Right does all work to manufacturers, National Roofing Contractors Association, and Vinyl Siding Institute guidelines and specifications for a complete and headache-free installation. Doing It Right is an Owens Corning Platinum Contractor and James Hardy Preferred Contractor. Most importantly, they're affordable, offering great financing options and accepting all major credit cards. Be sure to mention John and Kathy for a discount off your roofing, siding, and remodeling estimates. Call 724-NEW-ROOF or find them at roofingcontractorpittsburgh.com. I remember trying to choose a college when I was of that age and thinking, how does this work? There's no one to help me. Um, my parents didn't have a clue. They didn't attend college. My guidance counselor, he kind of shrugged his shoulders. There was a lot of anxiety. Uh, everything worked out fine in the end. But I, when you look at where kids are today, especially, I mean, all the pressure the mm. kids have, social media, all the online stuff, you get things in the mail nonstop. I mean, there's a lot of pressure to choose the right college, to do the right thing, to propel you to that full future that awaits you. It seems like a lot, doesn't it? I remember the first week or two of seventh grade for one of my daughters. Seventh, seventh grade. grade. They had an assembly where they were handed this chart, and they had to like decide what they wanted to do career-wise so that in seventh grade they could start picking the right classes so that they could graduate with the right skill set so they could get accepted into the right college and then they could get the job that they want. Oh, my gosh. Now, that's so much pressure for a seventh grader. So where's God in all this? Exactly. And is there a way to raise children and encourage students to think that they don't just belong to themselves, but they belong to God? Find out at Grove City College. What does God have for you? gcc.edu. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Unused prescription opioid pain medicines can spell trouble. They can spell risk if taken by someone they weren't prescribed for. Harm if accidentally taken by a child or pet. Or overdose if they're not used as directed. Safely dispose of opioids before they can hurt your family. Find a drug take-back option such as medicine drop boxes. You may find these in your community at local pharmacies or police stations. Visit www.fda.gov slash drug disposal. Cloudy for tonight, low 29. Tomorrow, clouds and sunshine, a high 67. Saturday night, cloudy with a passing shower late, low 57. For Sunday, showers in the morning, otherwise cloudy and warm with a high 71. And Monday, periods of rain, heavy at times, high 53. Clouds and sunshine, Tuesday with a high 43. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. couple of weeks, I'm going to get on an airplane. I like to fly. I like to travel, right? I don't like having to get to the airport. Like, you know, what's TSA say? Two hours ahead. It's crazy. Two That's hours crazy. ahead. That's the recommendation, John. Okay, so I've got a 6 a.m. flight. You think I'm going to the airport at 4 a.m.? I don't think so. There's no way. I saw an article in the Washington Post, the travel section, right? Uh, they say, we've heard it a million times. Arrive your domestic flight two hours before departure. For international, make it three so this writer, who I love, she says, uh, you know, she travels an awful lot because she's a travel writer. 
The primary objective for me when flying out of my home airport is to get in the cab or ride chair as close to my departure time as physics and prevailing traffic patterns will allow. She says, I live about five miles from LAX, and if my scheduled domestic flight is at, say, 9 a.m., I'm comfortable entering an Uber up until 8.32. That is, that's, that can't be possible. (laughs) <laughs> it's a mad dash ritual that requires expediousness in, by the way, the TSA pre-check, as well as clear, and it hasn't let me down that, yet. I don't, I don't buy that. I, John, get, that? do not do this. Do not fall for this. This is a person you do not know who's giving you bad advice. She but says, there's never a line for TSA pre-check. That's right. There isn't. You fly right through there. She says, T- now listen. T- okay, good. Now, obviously, this airport strategy, let's call it, isn't for the faint of heart. In fact, it gives my husband immeasurable anxiety. Exactly, because you know why the husband's sensible. Perhaps it instills in you the same sense of unease just by hearing about this. And trust me, there have been some thrillingly close calls. Yet there is a method to my madness. I reserve the exercise exclusively for when I'm traveling solo, domestic, and in surroundings where I'm eminently well-versed. I'm wholly cognizant of express security lanes. Checked luggage is clearly a non-starter, but that's a topic for a different day. In the meantime, for those who like to hurry up and wait, the TSA two-hour policy remains a reasonable one. I'm in no hurry up to go, however, so I'll continue to read like Les's suggestion and more like satire up until the day I run up to a closed gate and then the joke is on me. Listen to me. If your flight is leaving at 9 a.m., you're boarding at 8.20 a.m. Yeah, you are boarding super late. I don't understand why you're boarding so early right. now. But boarding takes a long time, and it starts way early. They're boarding to give you extra time to fight about your mask a little bit. Well, sure. Get a couple good. of rounds got, in there. Right. You have, ding, well, you have ding, to, ding, ding. It's good to loosen up your shoulders okay, before you get in something. Okay, all the crazy people who want to yell and scream, let's come up right now, right? When you have a layover that's three hours... Yeah. You think three hours or four hours. What am I going to do for three or four hours? It is shocking how small of a time Mm -hmm. you're actually sitting there trying to come up with something to do. Because by the time you get off the plane, by the time you walk to your next gate, you might only have an hour out of that four hours. Maybe. But then, you know, but of course, like a good airport is more like a mall. So you kind of, you know. Wander around. around, going to the bookstore, sure. look at newspapers. I'm always surprised, even to this day, to see people like getting their shoes shined at the airport. I love that. Who gets their shoes shined? Mm. Do you? At the airport? Sure. You've done that? I absolutely have done that. Are you kidding me? Most yes. Most people are wearing tennis shoes when they travel. Right. That's the thing. I don't normally anymore wear shoes that would right. be shinable, but I have, yes, I have done that. I really? love, I get, that's. My dad and me. My dad shined his shoes every darn day. And so whenever someone says they're going to shine my shoes, I'm like, yes. Okay, fine. I will agree. How about like when you're traveling and it's the morning and there there are people at the airport bar and you think, how desperate are you? Yeah, that's pretty bad. For something, Seriously. Right. I I like the airport. It's just kind of a weird social thing. I love it. It's a liminal space. A liminal? You know a liminal space is? A liminal space is a space that's between things. Oh, okay. It's not a destination. Mm-hmm. So, and isn't that weird if you think about it? No one's going to the airport. Unless you work there. Right. But that's 5%, 3% of the people who are there. Right. It, you're not, you're, it's liminal. Have you ever lost anything at the airport? I've lost my luggage. I have my luggage lost multiple times. Yeah. 
I've got a friend whose whole, sole job is to return lost luggage. Imagine what that job's like. I right? bet people are hot. Well, by the time they get to his, well, by the time he gets to the people's houses, they're probably happy to see him, right? Depending, or they're just hot that it happened. It happens. That's. That's why I try carry not. On. Yeah, I try carry not to on, check a bag on, whenever I can. On. Right, right. I've gotten really good at packing a lot of stuff in a little bag. Roll it up. Roll right. it up. Mm-hmm. Roll it up. Well, I envy you. I haven't been anywhere since before COVID. I'm I haven't been on an airplane since before COVID. Yeah, good boom. for you. Yeah, but get there early, John. Do the two hours. It's Sunday morning. It's six o'clock. Don't get there two hours. What time no, would four. I get there? Don't when listen I get to there Christy. Five? Get there two Let's hours. Get there an hour ahead of time. I flew at the beginning of the month. Mm-hmm. It did not take me two hours to get through TSA. Really? And I no, did not do TSA pre-check. I went through the line. The whole long line. The whole long line. Did you take your shoes off? Yes, I did. Oh, don't you okay, let me. Okay, off. let me ask you this: When you fly now, what kind of shoes do you wear? Slip-ons. Slip-ons. But I'm, I'm saying, what kind? Like, be specific to me. What's the brand name? Yeah, I want to know what shoes you're wearing. I had Converse on. Converse. Okay. I wear. I am Crocs all the time. Crocs. No, I don't even own a pair of Crocs. Oh yeah. I don't either. Come yep. on. No. I'm telling you, they, Crocs are like sweatpants. They, they are. It's, up. Nope. It's the it's the best airplane airport wear no first of all they're super comfortable you no. can walk a huge long distance in them they're washable right so that when you can wash the whole uh. airport travel thing off of you when you get to your destination My converse are washable i mean it's fine if you want to look like a garden gnome but fine. you know other than that <laughs> that's I mean, me lady that's all just saying all right getting on the plane leaving on a jet plane don't know when i I'll hate that song again <laughs> but i'm gonna get there an hour ahead of oh, time babe i that's hate all. to go all right WORD. Turning Point with David Jeremiah. God sent a message to his people through Daniel in one of the strangest ways you can imagine. He gave a dream to a pagan king. And in that dream, he unfolded the future of the world. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Signs, next time on Turning Point. This evening at 7.30 on 101.5 WORD. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit CashCallMortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be, thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your income flow. Using 1099 income, rental income, and bank statements, you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate. So if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed, a 1099 earner, or a real estate investor... Instead of hearing denied, you could be hearing approved. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. 
They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. It's been another week. That means it's time for John and Kathy's Week in Review. What was everyone talking about this week? Well, Seriously? Yeah. I think we know what everybody's talking oh about. Oh, my God. Pray for peace. Right. What was a conversation that made you think? We had Chris Martin with us, I think Tuesday of this week. He spoke about war in our pockets. What it's like to have a telephone that has turned into a smartphone that now is your like portal to everything going on on the other side of the globe. Into the universe. I mean, it's just, it's shocking. It's unsettling. It's also thrilling. Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick today. At 510 with Doug Bursch. Oh, yeah. A conversation we just had. I thought it, for all of our fears that we have about war, about what's going to happen, about the future, the destabilization of governments and the globe, I mean, every, whatever our fears are, Doug just spoke to that. I thought it was so good. Excellent, Doug. If you missed either one of these conversations, just check out our podcast, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, wherever you get your podcasts. Very nice. What did you eat? Okay, this is weird. So this is my like my Costco journey thing, you know. We've been doing this for a while now. So um, my wife had surgery, and she she's only has the use of one uh, one hand. So you know, we've been you know I'm, I've been chopping and things, and I've been helping you know meal prep. But we were at Costco. <laughs> I can't, can't believe this. And we were like down in the frozen food aisle, and there <laughs> there was an eight pack of Marie Callender's pot pies, and she was like. You good? I was like, give me one of those. We went home the other night, and she had a pot pie. It's like no way. It was cool. It was like back in junior high. Oh my gosh! It was so good. Was it really? It was delish. I loved it. So we had two. We got six more. I was like, we have to eat these because you know I don't want to have a pot pie in June, or otherwise we'll get freezer burn. But they're good. All right. What do you have? Uh, I went to the Breadworks yesterday. Oh. Listen Say to me. No more. The rustic raisin bread. If you have never had the rustic raisin mm. bread from Breadworks, it is the best raisin bread I've ever had in my life. I'm a connoisseur of raisin bread. I know what I'm talking about. I will tell you, it is absolutely top shelf. Very nice. What did you watch? I got sucked into this thing on Netflix called Inventing Anna. Have you seen this thing? Um, Anna Sorokin or Anna Delvey? It's not Inventing Anna. It's Anna... I think it is inventing Anna. No. It isn't? It's Anna. I think it is. No, Anna's the first word. Oh. Anna emerging. I don't Anna. Know. Well, anyway, it's a story becoming. about moneyed New Yorkers and uh, a Russian swindler, con artist. Becoming Anna. Yeah. No, he's right. It's inventing Anna. Dang it. <laughs> Would you two back off? <laughs> Elevated drama and mystery and social satire. I mean, 
Just what the heck? It's called inventing Anna. Like, I don't know what I'm watching. No, you're not watching that. You t- Okay, sorry. What the heck? Man, oh, man. It's rough around this place. All of a sudden, I'm back at 7629 Roslyn Street. Here come the sisters. Are you done? <laughs> yeah, I'm done. Oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Um, I've been watching the Pens, and i got to tell you, last night's game was my favorite game of the whole season. It was – the Pens are fabulous right now. Seriously, that game, it just – to me, they just bumped up a whole new category from where they were before last night. So if you're looking for something to do, watch the Pens. Excellent. What are you reading? Oh, uh, I'm reading uh, the Matthew McConaughey bio. You. Yeah, it's really fun. It's called Green Lights, Your Journal, Your Journey. It, and I'm telling you, I mean, you know, I, I like Matthew McConaughey. I mean, the, the Lincoln ads notwithstanding, but it's this, he started keeping a diary in 1989. Really? And so, you know, I always wish I, I should have, you know, you keep a diary, yeah. you've got all these stories in there about your life. It's this homespun wisdom from the toils of his life, the good times and the bad. I mean, it's just really, really interesting. And he's a good guy. He's a really good guy. Really interesting. Uh, it's called Green Lights. I didn't know you liked him. Oh, yeah. Wow. It was given to me as a gift. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I've been reading a book called Floating in My Mother's Palm, which is a wonderful- it's a great title. Isn't that a great title? Um, Ursula Heggie is a German-American writer. She's from a group of people who were born right at the end of World War II and moved to America and have had to come to grips with what their parents did, what their parents' generation did in allowing Nazism to surface in Germany mm-hmm. and carrying out the Holocaust. And uh, she writes very insight. She's a wonderful writer. Um, I wouldn't recommend floating in my mother's palm if you're interested in this sort of thing. Um, first, because it's a part two, but Stones from the River is her first book. Um, and it's about, it's a story of a very small town in Germany um, that was trying to resist during World War II and just what happened. People decided to, you know, become Nazis. People decided to resist people, just how it fractured a very small community. Really wonderful writer, Ursula Heggie. Excellent. What hacked you off? I know this doesn't make any sense, but what hacks me off is that people are so hacked off. I mean, I was in CVS the other day, and from the back of the store, which I imagine where the pharmacy was, somebody screamed, I mean, literally screamed at the top of their lungs, don't you tell me what I need. I kind of like froze and I put down what I had in my hand and I walked out the door because like, I don't want to go there. I mean, people in CVS. Are, yeah. in CVS. I'm like, <laughs> I mean, it's crazy in stores. It's crazy while you're driving. People are so angry. I don't want to be angry. I really don't. I want to be a person of peace. You battle this in your own life. <sighs> we live in a great yeah. country. Things are, I understand things are bad, but man, oh man, please everybody, dial it down. Well, everything about the Russian invasion hacks all of us off, I'm sure. But I posted something on our uh, show Facebook page today, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, that just really hit my heart and it made me mad. It was just a picture from a birthday party of the um, Ukrainian president and his wife and his two kids. And they were just laughing. It was just like a silly family picture, like all of our families have silly family pictures, right? And right after that, I saw the story that he had survived his third assassination attempt. And I thought, that's daddy. 
That's my husband. I cannot believe that an independent country is subject to that. I cannot. I cannot believe that an that a democratically elected man is subject to that. What was the best news you heard this week? So this is true, I think, for anybody whose kids away at school. Right, my kid, my youngest boy, came home for twenty four hours, literally twenty four hours. He came home, grabbed some stuff, did a few things, yada yada. We had dinner. It was great to see him. But I, when I look at him, I, you remember like whenever the doctor puts the baby in your hands, you know, as a dad, you know, there, there's me. They put the baby, in, and I remember thinking, you know, who are you? Who are you going to be? And now I see this boy walk through the front door and he's 21. And I look at him and I think, man, look at that. God is fabulous. That creation, that gift in my life. Mm. It made my day. It made me so happy. Mm. I don't know. That's the best news of the week. Mm. When you see your boy, you see your kids and you think, I had something to do with that. Not a whole heck of a lot, but that's a really cool thing. If you're fortunate to have that in your life, I'm into that. One of the things I missed most during the COVID era was live music. And so I'm going to hear live music tonight. Yay. I'm super excited about that. My daughter's part of the Grove City College Touring Choir, and they just finished a week-long tour in New England and New York and Pennsylvania. We're going to go hear them tonight in the South Hills. So it's the best news. And that's John and Kathy's Week in Review. Remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows pasteurize and homogenize the milk and sell it all through the store we've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk we don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk it's just nature's purest most perfect food and we love the way our customers love it we also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. Hey, this is John Hall. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza, and his latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99, and for a limited time with any purchase, you'll receive Mike's softcover book free when you use promo code WORD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code WORD along with this offer. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-391-0954, use the promo code WORD, or visit MyPillow.com, use the promo code WORD. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this... 
and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation has been at the forefront of inflammatory bowel disease research and care for over 50 years. Learn more about research, education, and support at Crohn'sColitisFoundation.org. Prepare for ministry with generous financial aid at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary, where Master of Divinity, Master of Arts, Doctor of Ministry, and Certificate students are awarded nearly $1.5 million annually in merit scholarships and need-based grants. Start now at pts.edu. All right, so Kenny Pickett has small hands. I mean, what in the world? I mean, like, I never even knew that hand size was a big deal, other than the fact that people told me from when I was probably 16 years old that I had man hands. Really? Yes. Yeah, that's what they always said. I had man hands. So, since Kenny Pickett's hands are eight and a half inches, which is this, which if he would be drafted and would become an NFL quarterback, he would become the man with the smallest hands in the quarterback position. He can whale that ball. I'm just saying that's what, and keep in mind that an NFL ball is bigger than a college ball. I don't know. So, it's time for us to measure our hands. Right. Okay, I'm doing it live on the air here. Okay. You can watch this on YouTube at the Word Pittsburgh. It is kind of private. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, yeah sure. because your hands are way bigger than mine. Okay, hold on. Okay. So we got a ruler here in the studio, and uh, just like you know, like an elementary school ruler, one of those old wooden things, right? And there goes Kath. Okay, so, so you go I from got, the thumb. I got eight inches. Wait, you go from the thumb to yep. the little tip of the, the yep. tip of the thumb to the tip of yep. the little finger. Yeah, I got eight inches, John. Okay, so what's Kenny Pickett? Eight and a half. All right. Okay. okay, now, interestingly enough, Christy, who could not leave her, her glass aquarium during the show, came in during the commercial break to measure also a strong eight inches. Listen, eight inches. I should have gave you my left hand because I play guitar and I bet that one <gasps> stretches. Your left hand is bigger. I bet it is. Yeah, but would you be throwing a football with your left hand? No. See? John, right. your turn. What are we doing here? Can okay, you... Christy and I are at eight. Okay, I'm looking. Whoa! Christy! It's a nine and a half inch span. Look at you. Bigger hands than Kenny Pickett. Nine and a half inch span. I can't throw the ball nearly as well as Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Bet you don't have to use gloves. No, no. How do you feel about that, John? I'm content. Are you? Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, your hands are your hands, right? They are what they are. Yeah. So two eights and a nine and a half. I feel like we've represented well. Yeah, we are here. Do you feel like this is much to do about nothing? I think it, of course it is. Because that's the way everything is, especially when you're going to be a top tier quarterback. I mean, he's a fabulous quarterback. Uh, we would be fortunate to have him, I believe. Don't you think so? I don't think him? that we should take a quarterback. Well, we're going to I mean, through, what Mason if he's Rudolph. there? If he's there They're when we pick, him. he's not going to be. I there. think that, but I don't think he's going to be no, there. He'll be Plus, long I think we need. I think we need. We need help. We yeah. need help in the defensive line and the offensive line. We need everything in the history. We need of football, everything. We need all. We need. we need all the things. Yeah, I mean, look, when you saw the Super Bowl this year or the playoffs this year, there's no way the Steelers are going to be anything like that. There's just no way. No, of course they're not going to no. be anything like that. They're no. not going to be anything like that for, for a long, seven long years, time. Yeah. eight years. I just got? looked up the ball sizes. Tell yeah. me, there, there's really no difference. Minimal difference. Minim- it's very. It says it's very slight a, difference. A, okay, an eighth of an inch, maybe. My question is yeah. why? Why is it different at all? Why can't we just say this is a football and I be done know. with it? Because it's the NFL. Because you know they're top tier. Right? High school footballs are even smaller. Okay, I brought up this story. I think it was last week. Um, this is the story about uh, the twin credible story, as the New York Post calls it. 
This is uh, the, these are the two identical twins, the girls who married the two I- identical twins guys, right, right. who then decided they were going to have a joint engagement and they had a double wedding where they only invited identical twins. Don't tell and me then, they measured their hands. No, and they just had boys together. Anyway, they've been written up today in the New York Post. And look at them. Oh, they're so sweet. They are so sweet. But would you believe that they all live together in one house? All the twins. Whatever works, right? And all the babies. You find domestic bliss with your twin. I I can't be that's a bad thing. Anyway, hey, thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend. Pray for peace because God is in control. Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.